This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 565, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 28th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans 565. This is uh, the Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, March 28th, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at some of the uh, comics that came out the past week, or in this case, almost two weeks ago, and do some quick reviews. Um, so I've been really ill lately, which is why it's so delayed. Uh, some of the books I will not be talking about that came out on March 28th include, uh, let's see, Black Panther, Damnation, Johnny Blaze, Jessica Jones, Invincible Iron Man, not enjoying that, Doomsday Clock, not even sure about that anymore. Dark Knight's Metal. I just, I just don't even know if I can't, if I can read it. Uh, Spider Man, Deadpool, uh, Suicide Squad, Silencer, Trinity, and Wonder Woman. So let's take a look at what I did read. Avengers six eighty six. They do kind of blend together, but it was a pretty good issue by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing with artwork by Paco Medina. Uh, here we have Hulk versus uh, the pacifist Simon Williams. Uh, we have um, Rogue and trying to find out more about what's kind of going on. Here with Voyager at the end, but first we have um, some again some great stuff with with the Hulk actually talking to uh, Simon Williams, which is really which is really cool to see uh, the Hulk going up against Hercules and Thor pretty easily. Uh, Rogue trying to sap his power and not really being enough to do it, and then finally uh, Hulk taking control of his own destiny and smashing the plasmoid or the pyramid, whatever it was called. Uh, the Challenger not taking too kindly to that, uh, and then finding out that. Um, Voyager was in fact the daughter of uh, Grandmaster, and that uh, the Grandmaster rigged the game, and the, you know the Challengers not too pissed about that, or not too happy about that, very pissed about it, and then tries to uh, kill the Grandmaster. So uh, a very entertaining issue, all told. Uh, great art, great story, really digging this. Um, next up is Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. This is issue sixteen. Uh, this uh, I'm trying to remember. Did I read this? Oh, yeah, I did read this. Uh, this is written by Peter David, or by Will Slinney, and we have everyone going up against, well, like, the um, the team, this weird hodgepodge team that Wong has uh, teaming up with Scarlet Spider to go uh, up against everyone, and Scarlet Spider's job is to keep everyone out of the area and try to keep everything cordoned off and going up against all these demonic versions of people. Um, it's just kind of a weird, first of all, it's just a super weird book. Uh, it already was a super weird book, but this feels even weirder somehow. Um, Peter David, the way he writes Ben Riley is interesting, having him with Mephisto. I don't know. The book, I've said this for a while now, feels like it doesn't really know what it is or what it could be or what it even wants to be. And that kind of feeling has continued. Um, I'm not going to give it an 8. Like I think Avengers is an 8. I think this is more like a, I don't know, like a 6. I don't even know if a six is fair. I think I'm going to give it a five. I, like, well, here's the thing. It looks good. It, it has an internal logic to it, but I just don't know if I really like it all that much, so I'm going to give it a five. I'll, I'll go with my first... Uh, my first idea is to give it a five, and I'll, I'll stick with that. Uh, next up is Champions. This is issue 18 by Mark Wayne and Humberto Ramos. Uh, our work... Sorry, Inker, Inker is Victor Olazaba, and colorist is Edgar Delgado. This is the last issue by this creative team. Um, I love the art actually here. I thought it was so kinetic, it's so vibrant. Uh, here it's the idea of you know you have the, the you know Viv, um, the human one is gone on the run, and then you have the uh, erotic one you know almost dead. Uh, Vision goes to collect uh, his daughter, um, which is really interesting. Um, there's just so much going on here, and uh, it's actually quite an emotional story. What happens with Viv? Uh, Cyclops leaves the team, and his interaction with Miss Marvel I thought was really cool as well. Um, 
yeah, no, I, I thought this was great. It was a very fun issue. Uh, excited to see where Champions goes from here. This was a very kind of character-centric issue. Really kind of uh, closed the book on the kind of first quote-unquote volume in terms of the creative team. Uh, I really liked this, and I thought everything with the, the two vivs that I thought was extremely interesting and, uh, and different. Uh, next up is uh, Daredevil 600. Uh, this is written by Charles Sewell, artwork by Ron Garney. Um, a lot going on here, basically. It's all the heroes going up against... Um, all these, you know, villains. Their, their idea is that they're going to be there for reconnaissance, so that when shit hits the fan, they they can get fixed Fisk on tape, and uh, or not on tape even on heightened senses, so that they can bring him to heal. Uh, it doesn't quite work out that way, and so as everyone's, you know, it's an organized bust by Kingpin to basically arrest all the other gang bosses plus all these superheroes. Uh, so Daredevil decides, you know, he's going to confront uh, Kingpin, and it's an interesting interaction. And Kingpin at one point is almost a, almost planning to like sledgehammer himself in the face to make it look like it was Daredevil, is able to kind of get a cheap shot in Daredevil and take him out, and then uh, just when you know think everything is fine, he, the hand turns on him. Uh, on uh, Fisk and and shoots him up with arrows and he's down and the idea is like okay who's the who's the deputy mayor or who's the mayor now uh, we find out that you know through a little bit of legislation or not a, an executive uh, order from a prior uh, mayor in fact the deputy mayor is the new uh, mayor so uh, Matt Murdock is now the mayor of New York City but as Daredevil he is currently um, uh, what's the word. He's now uh, all cuffed up, and uh, that's not going to go well. And um, yeah, so like I, I'm really enjoying this. I think this is fantastic. Um, you get a great kind of other story that goes on here as well in the last pages, um, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Which kind of go, went through the entire kind of career of, of Matt by Christos Gage and Mike Perkins, which I really dug, and I thought that that was a, a really nice uh, thing to have tucked away at the back of issue 600. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, very, very good story. Uh, Charles Sewell really put, putting place, pieces in place for what the story he wants to tell. Um, so how does Matt get himself out of jail? Uh, and how does, you know, he then step into the role of deputy, um, or sorry, real mayor of New York City? Really interesting stuff. So I'm digging it. I give it an eight. And we got Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 302 by Chip Zdarsky and Joe Quinones. Uh absolutely adore this. First of all, I love the gag and I did ask him a chip on Twitter and it apparently was Joe who came up with it that uh, Peter, when he shows up in Midtown High, the older Peter, is wearing the Spider-Man animated series um, outfit uh, from the first season and we have the younger version wearing the Spectacular Spider-Man's costume. Sorry, Spectacular Spider-Man's version of Peter Parker, the uh, late 2000, I think 2008 animated series. Uh, He's wearing his version of Peter, so I love that. Um, uh, Here we have Norman Osborn you know, doing things Norman Osborn wouldn't always do. Uh, Teresa finds out something that maybe she actually is uh, Peter's sister. Uh, you have the two Spider-Men going up against all sorts of villains, and uh, then a very kind of creepy, scary ending uh, with with Norman Osborn, and uh, it's kind of kind of crazy. So there's it's a lot of fun. The artwork is at times very lighthearted, but it's also got a sinister underbelly and a very serious tone at the same time. Um, I'm really digging Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man. Issue 302 was no exception. Uh, It has been just fantastic. I'm going to give that an 8 as well. Uh, Next up, uh, so I guess second last here, we have The Flash 43. Uh, This is Under the Gaze of Grodd. That's another chapter of Perfect Storm. Um, let's see who actually illustrated this particular issue. Let me just find the credits here. Um, I am not so sure how I felt about the issue. Um, it's Perfect Storm Part 5 by Joshua Williamson and Carmine D. Domenico. 
it was all right. It wasn't my favorite chapter. I just don't know if I like the, you know, the Barry being so addicted to the speed and kind of putting a lot of things at risk just to get his powers back. And that's kind of what this has become. Um, I did like how he has to use his mind to try and like free up, you know, his, uh, his compadres and figures out a way to try and kind of heal Grodd, uh, to kind of stop things and, and make him more powerless. Um, but, uh, the idea that in central city might be, you know, be taken with him and this big storm he's trying to create. It was good. It wasn't great. I did like the art a lot. Um, the story just kind of felt like it meandered a little, and again, I'm not a huge fan of the way that they're trying to write Barry, and with the upcoming Flash War, it just feels like some of the divisions, it feels like they're really kind of pushing the divisions in this issue with the Flash family kind of falling apart as opposed to feeling as organic. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 7. Uh, next and last up, we have X-Men Blue issue tw- uh, 24. Um, I like that cover there. We got, uh, it's written by Colin Bunn. It's artwork by Jorge Molina, who also does the cover. It's Cry Havoc Part 2. Uh, so here, we got Magneto versus Shaw, which I thought was actually pretty cool, and the way in which uh, Shaw's powers are kind of amped up now. Uh, we have Zorn, and, uh, I kind of like how <laughs> the people up against Zorn don't really know who, what Zorn really can be. Um, I like that now we have, um... You know, Polaris is dealing with some shit because it's not really Polaris anymore. Uh, there's a lot going on here, but I had liked it. And Dakin's here, and Dakin kind of felt different as well. Um, interested to see how Havoc and his kind of team are operating. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was pretty good. I'm going to give it a, a 7. I'll give it a 7. It wasn't bad. I think the worst issue I read this week was the, the 5 out of 10 that I already gave uh, for Ben Riley. Uh, next week, or really in a couple days, when I do the episode for April 4th releases, I'll be talking about Old New Wolverine, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Batman, Iron Fist, and Marvel 2 in 1, and talking about a bunch of books I did not get a chance to read, or at least quickly mentioning them. Uh, so thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next non-reviews episode will be an episode with Tim Riley looking at uh, the Iron Man by Joe Quesada trade paperback. Uh, we recently sat down, had about an hour and a half discussion, I think, to talk about it, and uh, I think you're really going to dig it. It was fun to kind of go back and read something that he's just read recently and I read back when it first came out. Uh, kind of an con- interesting contrast in terms of uh, original experience reading something, because I read it in singles and I own it in many different formats, and he just kind of came to it now. So it's to kind of look at, take a look back at that. So anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. This has been episode 565, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.